Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm back in England, people. Coming to you live from the front line of bird watching. Am I the only person who has lost their mind about this new app called Merlin where you can download and then you find all the bird noises? You can identify birds. Now that you can hear is not a bird. That's a screaming daughter. A lesser spotted screaming daughter. She is being looked after, by the way. Um, not just letting her scream in a random room. Um, I'm sitting in the garden because, uh, guess what, people? God, that bird's really going for it. Um, my husband's dealing with it. Um, because you might have seen in the news that there are big actors' strikes and so all the actors are on strike. So my filming stopped. So here I am. I'm in England. I'm back in England. Hello, everybody. I'm back. And that's why I downloaded the app. Can you hear these birds? I know I can hear a pigeon. Don't think I need an app for that. Now I can hear someone mowing their lawn. It's a lovely one. Early evening spring bird I can hear. Anyway, I'll get all the IDs for you and let you know. If anyone else has downloaded it, please God write in and let me know. I don't want to feel alone. Um, I love today's episode. We're talking to Jason Sellards, otherwise known as Jake Shears, who started out in The Scissor Sisters, who has got a brand new album it's called last man standing and i've been listening to it loads so we just had to chat and i love jason i love jake i love how he's a proper artist you know he just does things that he wants to do things that he believes in we talk about that in the episode and he is one of those people who kind of has a sort of glow about him he radiates something and i think that's because he's a really just a truly nice person we had a really interesting chat about sort of um, how he's moved to London and perhaps hasn't quite found his footing yet and trying to fit in with, with the scene and how that's different and perhaps not what he wants. Really, really interesting stuff. And then we had a whole Glastonbury debrief because he played. And that was really nice. And then we got into a whole chat about body paint and why body paint weirds Jake out beyond anything in the world. Very funny. Oh my God, and this a piece of advice that Sharon Stone gave him, which made me howl with laughter. So that's all coming up. Uh, and we're going to play some of the new album because that's what we do. And if you haven't listened, then listen. If you have, write in and let me know what you thought. I really love it. 
You can get in touch with us. Hello at Homo Sapiens Podcast. You can get in touch with us at Homo Sapiens on Instagram. You can send us what you think of episodes. You can send us questions. You all love writing and telling me stuff, and I love it. So please continue, my dears. Um, guys are really going for it, mowing his lawn, I tell you. He must have got one of those um, strimmers out. You know, it's like a little piece of plastic that comes out and spins. Feels like that's what he's got. First, let's have a little listen to listener messages. Sorry this message is short. This is from Sean. I'm walking the dog. Bongo Shih Tzu Cross. Sean, firstly, thank you for explaining what the dog was like. Otherwise, I would have been... First question would have been like, what dog? We want a photo, Sean. So please send. Oh, you're walking in the rain, it says here. Just listen to your Culture Club special, writing a trans rom-com. In case you aren't aware of it... 9-11 Lone Star is a fab TV show from America with Rob Lowe. It was a black trans character, Michael, played by a trans actor, Brian Michael Smith, as one of the leads. Also, check out 9-11, the original show with awesome Angela Bassett, oh my God, which also has gay characters in the main cast. Thank you so much for that, Sean. I did not know about those shows, I'm ashamed to say. And anything with Angela Bassett, have you ever seen What's Love Got to Do With It, where Angela Bassett plays... Tina Turner. I mean, iconic is all I'm going to say. Um, we've got a message from Brett about lesbians and cruising. I'm so pleased. I read this message when it came in. Hello. Thought you might find this of interest as you pose the question about lesbians and cruising, which I have no personal knowledge of. But two pigeons have just joined me. Hello. I know that because I'm looking at them rather than being able to hear them. Did you hear that? Funny things. And then they've put uh, the article... It's an article written for Resident Advisor by New York journalist Kiana Mickles about how lesbian sauna parties and bathhouse cultures are on the rise. That's great. Bathhouse culture. Cultures are things you find in yogurt. Um, she visits a new lesbian-centred sauna party in New York called Angel Touch Spa. <gasps> this is cool. Has anyone ever been? Please. Do you know anyone who's been? Write in. Angel Touch Spa was organised in part out of jealousy of gay spa culture 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 i'm jet lagged you see and my entire brain has turned into event level mush it's actually that's the only thing i'm experiencing i feel fine um but also because for someone whose interest in drinking drug use and clubbing has waned they felt restricted by cruising opportunities in new york interesting because the whole cruising thing is always so linked with alcohol drugs um clubbing so mm, thank you so much for sending that in brett Right, let's go and have a listen to our lovely chat with Jake and Jake Shears, no less, of Scissor Sisters fame, of Jake Shears fame, of being a wonderful person fame. Uh, and we'll lead you in with Jake Shears featuring Kylie, one of the songs on the album called Voices. Jason Sellers, a.k.a. Jake Shears, how are you? Doing well, yeah. Complicated question. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Oh, why is that complicated? Just life is complicated. It's been like a, it's been a heavy duty summer. It's been full on. Oh, I'm, is this because of your dog? I'm really sorry. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because I played a concert on Saturday night 
and you kind of stockpile your energy, right? And you got to pull it out of somewhere. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And went out and it was just one of the, it just get, it lifted my spirit so much. I just had Good. such a great time. Oh, and how was Glastonbury? Glastow was magical. It's always going to be the landmark moment in one's life when you play Glastonbury. You know, it's one of my favorite gigs in the world. And it was just so sweet. All like all my best friends were there. Got to see Elton's last show. Yeah. Which was really special. I loved it. I mean, it wore me out. It wore me out. And I was bracing for it because I knew it was going to wear me out. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's all worth it for the memories. Are you still the person who, despite having like a show at Glastonbury and maybe like a couple of other bits and bobs and all of that, do you save yourself or do you just go on a full, to use an English term, wrecker for the whole weekend and just see what happens? I definitely let my hair down a little bit after I was done with all my responsibilities. All my friends were there. I needed to let my hair down bad. It's been months now where you're just kind of working and you kind of cut out that side of your life not partying or anything and it's it was nice to go have a good time am i dreaming or do you do that sometimes that you absolutely like don't go out and don't drink for ages yeah i do i do stints if i've got a lot going on i have to cut out a certain part of my life it makes me happier in the long run if i'm working really hard to just not go out really try to stay home or to myself to conserve energy mm. And is that because you know that once you pop, you can't stop? Or is it just more of a like holistic health thing? No, it's not. It's not pop until you can't stop. It's just how you feel generally. Like when I'm working really hard, my dream is that I'm having a good time. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Because I really like working. I'm a hard worker. I love what I do. So it's important for me to feel good while I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's a battle. Right. That can be a battle. Just as far as just keeping yourself healthy. Yeah. I got sick last week. My God. I thought I was in like the seventh circle of hell. It was <laughs> it's just horrible because I don't cancel. You have to push through with stuff. And like, yes. I was going hour by hour being like, how the fuck am I going to do this? So it can be a little like touch and go at times, you know? So I always hear about, I'm like a director is my other job in entertainment. None of this is right, by the way, but like in entertainment, people often talk about like things they give you if you're ill, if you have to like perform, like if you have to do something, yeah, like that yeah. injection in your bum, which is like B12 or whatever. And we were filming and I was directing it and they were like, well, you need to be able to come tomorrow. And I was ill and I was like, oh, well, can I just have one of those injections? And they were like, that's not a real thing. But have you mm -hmm. ever heard of one of these injections? Yeah, I had one on you uh, had one. release weekend, actually, <laughs> when my album came out. I was playing Mighty Kubla on the Sunday oh, yeah. and my voice just went bye bye. <sighs> Yeah, it just was not. And I wasn't sick. I was just overused, you know, and just like talking every day, all day and mm. lots of shows. And so, yeah, somebody came in and gave me a steroid shot oh. is what that is for singers. And it's it just opens your vocal cords up. I think it it reduces the swelling in your vocal cords and you're able to sing for a few hours. Whoa. So this is um, just before you go on stage type thing. Yeah. You want to do it about an hour, hour and a half before you go on stage. <laughs> so it's stressful. not good for you. It's kind of, you have to save it for emergencies. 
Yeah. I only do it every every few years. It ends up sometimes that you, you got to do it. But right. That's the magic shot for for singers at least. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, guys, I can sing tomorrow. Anyone any interest? They're like, no. I need you to uh, sit in that. Chair. Any requests? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'll do your number. <laughs> Hi, listeners. This next section of the podcast is brought to you by WhatsApp from Meta. That's right, because as you'll be aware, WhatsApp are currently sponsoring the podcast. On WhatsApp, you can message privately with built-in layers of protection. So nobody, not even WhatsApp, can read your messages. Plus, the built-in layers of protection on WhatsApp mean that you never have to depend on just one form of defense when it comes to your privacy. Privacy for all of us is so important because when you feel like you're in a safe environment, you're able to share more with the people that matter to you. Sharing is kind of something we all want to feel comfortable doing. Kind of what this podcast is. A safe space. Whether it's like an incredibly important piece of information or just feeling safe in the knowledge that you can share a joke with a friend. You know, where you can share that meme. Quite honestly, I do all my talking on WhatsApp with all my friends because it's a great way to stay in touch. And by the way, when you call people, it's free. So, hello. It's just so great. And one of the security features of WhatsApps that I could have really done with at the time was the privacy feature. It's called Chat Lock because the strangest thing happened to me a couple of months ago. I think I spoke about it on the podcast. I was having lunch with my husband, dinner actually, because we were going to see Bros. You remember the gay movie that Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane did? I was about to go and see that. And we met for some food in Piccadilly Circus. And this guy came in and started trying to sell people magazines. And he came over to us and he was like, would you like to buy a magazine? And started like flapping it around all over the table, like on our food and stuff. And I was like, what are you doing? It was so weird. And then when he went away, I looked down and I was like, ah, oh, my phone was gone. So annoying. But if I'd had privacy lock, you see, I would have had this kind of extra layer of protection for all your personal chats. Basically, you can lock your chats using the device authentication, like your passcode or your face ID or your fingerprint. So I would have been much safer and made sure that none of my private WhatsApp messages could have been read. So when that guy started making off with my phone, if I'd had the chat lock, I could have been certain in the knowledge that he wouldn't have been able to get into any of my private WhatsApp chats. But because I didn't, who knows what he read? All my secret thoughts. If you've got the chat lock, you're going to talk more freely on there and you know that it's safe. You know that it's encrypted. You know that it's locked away from prying eyes. And I love it. So the thing about privacy is that we've all had the experience of your privacy being breached. And sometimes it might result in a funny story or something fairly inconsequential, but on other occasions, it can have a real deep impact on you. There's a really pertinent thing when I think about people going to Pride this year or LGBTQ plus specific stuff is that sometimes people want to communicate with their friends about things they may not want their parents to know or their families to know about. If you're not out to your family, but you still want to make connections with your LGBT brothers and sisters and those who identify as neither being able to lock your chats is a brilliant function to make sure that you're safe when communicating with your friends about stuff. It's a great, great function that I think has a lot of benefits for LGBTQ plus people. The other thing I love about it is it has this function called silence unknown callers, and it basically gives you more kind of privacy, more control of your incoming calls. And I get tons of scam calls, but also I actually really like it because my mum sometimes can be a little bit more like the sort of person who falls for those scams. My mother is not, would be the first to admit, she's no Bill Gates when it comes to technology. And sometimes she sends me stuff that she's been sent that's a scam. And she's like, what do I do with this? I'm like, 
Uh, it's clearly a scam. Please don't click on the link in that weird message you've received. So the fact that WhatsApp has this function called silence unknown callers, and it basically screens out calls from unknown people for increased protection, knowing that that exists and we can put it in on her phone would be super helpful. I love it. So all in all, I'm a big fan of these privacy features. And, you know, we should all look them up because I know that you will be as well. There we have it. So tell me about Glastonbury and the gay nightlife there, because I feel like it has mushroomed and it's become such a thing. I feel like it's that area. So there's like NYC Downlow, for anyone who doesn't know, then there's Block 9. I never know the difference, but they're like the big gay area, right? But I feel like everyone goes there yeah. now. Block 9 is the neighborhood and then the Downlow oh. is a club. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah, I remember the Downlow, last time I was at Glastonbury was 2010. Mm. And I remember the download had just kind of, it was in its like second year maybe. Mm. And it was really very queer. Yeah. It was mostly all queer folks. Yes. Now it's like, it's sort of blossomed into everybody sort of wants to be in there. Yes. It's a lot of fun. But I find that, I find that's kind of the way with so much of queer nightlife, especially kind of bars Hmm. I moved to London a year and a half ago, and I, I feel like queer bars have sort of turned into like queer themed bars hmm. in a lot of spots. Either places have shut down, changed ownership, and they've kind of like kept the pride flags up. But it's there can be a lot of just straight people, yeah, you know, hanging out in these spaces. I find it to be a real bummer. Yeah, not that I have anything against straight people, but it's <laughs> it's I do miss like. You know, ye oldie gay bar. Yeah, I mean the dream. <laughs> it's got to be a really shit pub and it's got to just be warm beer and all your favourite people. There was the Joiner's Arms in East London, which was obviously the one that we all got into trouble in. And it was so nice to be able to know that if you walk through those doors, you'd see people you knew and your body can relax. You know, you can just, there's something quite yeah. bodily about it. Just be like, I know that I'm among my people. And I can do whatever I want. And... and I live right down the street from where that was. I mm. live right next to the Nelsons, which is which is a really sweet pub. But I think these places have changed. Joiner's Arms is gone. Yeah, There's the Queen Adelaide down the road. But it seems like oh, mostly straight people <laughs> when I'm in there. And it, but yeah. it's sad. It's I feel like there's like there's a, like an intimacy that's sort of gone missing mm. in nightlife that I have been mourning. And why do you think that has changed? I think the pandemic had a lot to do with it. Right. In London, I mean, I can't speak for other cities because I, I just don't know, but because I've, I've just been in London really for the last year and a half. Mm. But like, it seems like it's turned into mostly a big event parties. Yeah. With, you know, a 1500 person cap or whatever. Like, you yeah. see massive parties in big clubs that sell out really quick, that you've got to get tickets ahead of time. And that seems to be like where everyone's going. It's like sensory overload because yeah. there's so many people. Yeah. And I'm happy to dip in. Love going and checking it out. But I really, I'm turning 45 this year, and I really feel my age sometimes now when I'm when I'm out. Stop it! You can't say that. It happened. Jake, over, if, you know, if you stop, over, we all have to stop. I'm not stopping. This is why I prefer house parties. <laughs> right. 
I, it happened during the pandemic. Yeah. It was so weird because you locked yourself away for a couple of years. And then when you come back out, I'm like, oh my God, I've aged <laughs> two years. You yes. know what I mean? Where yes. maybe it would have been a gradual thing, yes. but then you try to jump back into it and you're like, oh, this, this isn't, this, I don't think this is for me anymore. Mm, yeah. And it is funny, East London, isn't it? Because I don't feel like I know where I would go if I was looking for that kind of little pub experience. Because the Nelson's Head, which was just off Columbia Road, was great. You know, like it was a little micro institution. It was like, it never got too rowdy in there. I always used to go in there and there was always, do you know Charlie Porter? He's a fashion writer and he wrote an amazing book called What Artists Wear. It's just all about what artists wear, basically. He was always in there. But it would always be like the little calm place you go before the joiners, which the joiners arms was like, for anyone who doesn't know, was like this big pub where like the toilets were flooded. I used to go behind the bar and change the lighting because the lighting was so bad in there. I always used to go in there and be like, guys, we've got to turn off some lights. This is too much. Well, that's my, that's, I would go in the Nelsons at night more now but whenever i walk past it i feel like it's way too brightly lit <laughs> like yeah That's the one thing and it's <laughs> it's cute I, and i do like hanging out in there a lot yes. but but yeah i mean you can't lighting is very 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 important oh my god beyond and that's why a house party is nice because you can control it all yes do you say so, but are you the thrower or are you the you like to go to them i'm the thrower uh interesting and what are your what are your ingredients <laughs> My ingredients, uh, a great house, got it to just hang out with people in. Right, lovely. It's got a real circular sort of, uh, every room, it's very New Orleans where like every single room has three entrances and exits. Right. <laughs> Perfect so for the party. whole house is, is kind of, yeah, in this sort of circle. Right. And with, with, the, with an, a totally open kind of front room and a fireplace that sits in the middle of the room. Oh my god! And amazing. It's just really sweet, and it's nothing. It's nothing fancy. It's you know, it's a cottage, and I've just made it really nice and comfortable and sweet. You know, I can have a hundred people over, and like if some wine spills on it, whatever, it's like not a big deal. You know, it's it's, it's not precious. <laughs> Are you the sort of person who it's like? Tell 10 people and tell them to bring 10 people type thing. I will usually only like send it out to two or three people. <laughs> And just be like, spread the <laughs> spread the word. I love that. And that's that's all that needs to happen. And New Orleans is so impromptu down there. It's it's awesome. And mm. you know, you get so many visitors. So there's always on weekends. There's always fresh faces and groups of people that have come into town to celebrate something or other. And mm. you know, you never know who's gonna show up or who's around. And there's always just live music on street corners and stuff. Is that true? Live music everywhere. And it's the sweet thing is like, I'm a couple blocks out of the quarter, I'm in the Treme, and I could be in the worst mood or just kind of like grumpy on my sofa, like mm. be playing a video game or something. And just from like off in the distance, you can you can hear That's so it nice. coming. And then you go out to the front and there's just like a massive second line with hundreds of people and loads of, you know, brass bands all just just like going past the house it's 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 so sweet that's incredible and then you can join them then you can just like literally close your door and just go out and join the parade really and how yeah. often is this how often does that happen yeah frequently right all the time i mean if not if it's not even if it, say it's not coming down directly in front it'll come from it's going to come at you from one angle or another wow. 
God. Because I know Big Freedy is on the album. And yes. uh, it, what is the queer scene like in New Orleans? It's fabulous. It's small, yeah. but sweet. It's like the San Francisco of the South. Right. Of. It's it's. It's very queer. You know, there's a lot of queer visitors. But the but the local scene, it's like you do have to really be careful about who you hook up with because you're going to be seeing them for the rest of your life right. uh, every day. It's a grinder. <laughs> you know? It's the same 12 people. <laughs> it's a small community. Yeah. Um, oh, that's and it's so funny. Yeah, it can get you in trouble because you're like, oh, my God, I've, how, how did we never meet before? Um, <laughs> let's go make out in a corner for a while. And then, yeah, then every day for the next three years, you are going to see that person. It's like, a, yeah, it's like growing up in a village, I suppose. Same kind of thing. And that's what I love about it is it's a very villagey atmosphere. I love that environment to live in. I love real neighborhoods. I love being able to go out and, and walk around and and see what's around. I, I live off of um, Columbia Road in London, and it's just very oh, village. It's so it's nice. Like, I know all the people that are running the shops and the baristas, and you can go out and just say good morning to everyone. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a nice view. Columbia Road has a flower market every Sunday. That is in some ways a brass band playing outside your house at least once a week. There is, there's music outside. Every Sunday there's like singers and stuff outside my, outside my door. Um, have you been to that place, Charlie's Bar on Columbia Road? I don't think so. So there's this guy. What is it? So do you know the, the guy who makes belts, Charlie Borrow? He's got like that leather store. No. As in does, leather does he bags. Have a- does he have like a does he have a he's like a bar under his place? He's got a tiny little bar which is like I think it sort of has to be sort of members only because uh, to do with the restrictions around why and how he can sell alcohol it's nothing to do with it being a members bar. And um it's tiny candlelit little bar. Look it up I think you'll love it. What made you move to London a year and a bit ago? Work. Right. Was this for Tammy Faye? Tammy Faye, I knew, was kind of coming down the, the pipeline. Yeah. I started working with new management from here. And I just knew that if I came to London and rather than going back and forth, because I'm here so much working for, you know, when I put a record out and, and all mm. that stuff. I was just like, why don't I just go live over there and I can do it right and be available for everything that comes my way. Yes. And that's been a blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of part one. Part two is on the feed. You know what to do. Powered by Spirit Studios.